Hey, Will, you know what time it is? Uh, time for the show. Welcome to the Will and Dave Show. Man, I kind of like that piece of music. <laughs> I can't imagine why you're attached to it. Well, welcome everybody to the Will and Dave Show. Welcome to the table. Uh, I'm your host, Will, with my father, Dave. That's me. Uh, if you if you don't already, uh, please like, share, subscribe, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, All those things. things. All uh, those things. And everything. Even Patreon in the near future. Yeah. If you're watching us, please comment, talk to us. We love hearing from you. Even Tim, sometimes. He says it's all good, so he must be in a good mood tonight. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure that'll I'll, change sure by the end of that. the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll give him enough crap and ruin that before we're done. There we go. As a mo <clears throat> as just a little bit of a little bit of information, he will be joining us on the show next week. So if you are a fan mm -hmm. of arguing, join me and Tim as William moderates. Next week. <laughs> yeah, but they're talking about sports, so I have nothing to add. Uh, I'm sure you'll have something to add. I'll, I, I'll be there for the snarky remarks. I even have a little, um, I have an icon for you next week. Hold oh, on, no. I'm going to grab it. I'm going to show you what that little icon is because I have the power. It's going to okay. sit right above you the whole time. Oh, I'm going to geek is out it, on you. Is it, is it a digital dunce cap? Oh, no. I'm or not equivalent that thereof. I'm not that mean. I'm not that sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put this over top of you, just right there. <laughs> yeah. That's going to sit Skeleton right looks more alive than I am, so. I figured our games are one thing, your games are another, so. <laughs> well, my games are worth almost as much as your games now, so. <laughs> They're probably worth more. I don't think anybody's <laughs> making money at hockey or football or baseball these days. So, no. So, yeah. What are we talking about today? Well, I guess I should be, I should give a content uh, a content yeah. advisory before we get into it. Yeah, today we'll be talking about gaslighting. Today is on some pretty serious uh, uh, interpersonal. Um, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Interpersonal relationship stuff with gaslighting, and we're going to talk about that in 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 a more macro sense, in a more social sense, but we are going to be talking about it. We're going to give the definition of it. And so just be aware that we're going to be talking about that. Uh, could be a little upsetting for some people, but hopefully we, we hope you'll stick with us. Here's Please us. stick with us. Yeah. If you're tuned in later on on the podcast or on the um, or YouTube on the replays, why don't you go ahead, hit that like button, hit the subscribe. We'd love get to know who you are you can send us an email or even more importantly what we really would appreciate is on our website we have a link to submit your questions would you please i'm speaking to you tim and anybody <laughs> who wants to argue with tim would you please record your question if at all possible we'd love to play it as a video it's really easy on your phone on your whatever you like and we want to answer your questions and not as much answer is because I want to go into this a wee little bit here this week. Mm. We're not very smart. <laughs> or, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to say that from my standpoint. No, you're I'm not, not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm not very smart. So what you're going to get the from us hurts, man. is not the answers. I'm not even going to go as far as to say they're the answers the way I see them. What you're going to get is, how we talk about them, how Will and I will look at things from different perspectives, not always the right perspective. So I just want to get that yeah. clear. <laughs> it's, it's discussion, not fact-finding, per se. Correct, correct. Uh, I think it is a very good thing, a good thing to point out as we're talking about gaslighting. I obviously talked to an expert before we, we brought up the subject, namely my wife. Uh, I was going to ask, who is I that am, expert? I am not an expert. Well, she happens to be quite lovely and knowledgeable. There you go. That's and a good asleep. thing. And asleep. Yeah. <laughs> That's even a better thing when we're <laughs> talking about up late this. For this. She may come out and hit you over the head when we get into our conversation. Uh, she'll, she'll find out about it tomorrow. So your wife, oh. or, my wife, your mother, <laughs> yeah, 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 was up early this morning. She had 
her live event, she did a webinar for feathers. She quilt f- feathers, and she is a much more knowledgeable individual on her topic than you or I are on ours. And I watched her in her webinar, and she's explaining how to quilt feathers and do these things. And I so married up. I'm I'm so appreciative. Um, She is amazing. And she's a sponsor on our show. She truly is an expert in her field. She is. So the other ones who sponsor our show are the Hardys. And I can't say enough about them. They are very good friends of the family. And I'm going on to tell a short story about Mr. Kelly Hardy. He was having his 50th birthday party and it was... It was in Prince George, B.C., and he invited me to his birthday party. And I said, sure, I'll come. And I I drove the five hours to his birthday party, and I get there, and he meets everybody at the door or at the, at the gate on the fence with a bottle of tequila and two shot glasses. <laughs> so he took a shot with everybody who came in the party. It was a great night. I have some photos maybe I'll share about (laughs) Kelly Hardy at his birthday party. We had an amazing time, and he was just a little bit inebriated by the night, but man, did he have a great time. Just a little bit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that is the Kelly and Hardy story, or the Kelly and Dottie story for this week. (laughs) So... Uh, off that lovely note, let's talk about gaslighting. Well, I uh, know wanna... if you take a match to really good tequila, it'll light on fire. Yes. I do know Not that. that kind of gaslighting. Do you want to throw the definition up on screen for us for those of us who, or those of you who are watching, but I'll also read it out for those of you who are listening. Hmm. If I can find it. Nope. That's wrong. So, one. There we go. Close. Okay, here we go. So the definition of gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation in which a person or a group covertly sows seeds of doubt in a targeted individual or group, making them question their own memory, perception, or judgment. Now, the term gaslighting is actually born of a movie. A 19, well, originally a play, but it became popularized after a movie in 1944 called Gaslight which co-starred an 18-year-old Angela Lansbury who got Oscar nominated for it. But that's relevant. Anyways, to give a quick example of what gaslighting might look like within an interpersonal relationship is let's say, uh, let's say you have a, a, a significant other and you ask them to do the dishes. And four days later, dishes are not done. So you go to them and say, hey, why didn't you do the dishes? And they say, what? You didn't ask me to do the dishes. I would have done the dishes if you told me to do the dishes, but you never did. And they're a person that you trust because, you know, you're, you're dating or married or whatever. They're your significant other. And so you start to question if that happens often enough. If, if the person that you trust tells you that what you think you said or did is, is wrong, you might start to believe them. You might start to question your own perception, your own memory. And that gives them a degree of control over you that can go as far or as it can be as clandestine or be as abusive and extreme as you could possibly imagine. But that same concept we're going to talk about today is how that concept is used on a more macro scale in terms of politics, in terms of, uh, uh, socio socioeconomic, uh, uh, ideas. I'm using big words to make myself sound smarter. <laughs> is it working? <laughs> I know better. <laughs> yeah, you know better, Mr. Zeitgeist. <laughs> That's going to be the word so, yeah. of the show, isn't it? Yeah. A running gag. We'll put it on a t-shirt someday. There we go. Here's the thing, Will, and this is, I don't want to get all, what's the word I want, all bogged in the, in the nuances of gaslighting. I think that for us, mm. and the way it, it was introduced is there was a friend of a friend on Facebook who, and I wish I could have found it and put the post up on the screen. It had to do with gaslighting in regards to COVID-19. Right. And how they felt, 
to the writer of this this information that we as a society were being lit as it were a gaslit gaslit and i it's an argument that is hard to argue with if you come at it at a certain angle and yet i wanted to look at it really from the perspective of a rational human being and not a not a conspiracy theory guy right Are that's we the biggest being concern gaslit? And those who say these things, are they aware of what it means? Mm-hmm. And that was to the whole impetus of this is, are we being gaslight lit in regards to COVID-19 or not? Um, and that was where it started. Yeah, I think it's very, as you said, it's, it's, it's really nuanced. Because it's really easy to dip into really conspiratorial uh, uh, waters there. Mm-hmm. Because gaslighting gaslighting implies that the person who's making the statements and telling you that what you are seeing is incorrect, uh, gaslighting is assuming that they are truly lying, or or that they don't know better. They are abu- It's it's used in a in an abusive or controlling manner. Um. So like. How to, how to how to word it? I'm not sure. If if a scientist or a group of scientists is telling you something about COVID, if that doesn't agree with what you feel about COVID, that doesn't necessarily mean it's gaslighting. And I'm not saying that that is the people that you're talking about on Facebook or or or, or whatnot. But it's easy it's easy to apply that they're not telling me what I see, so it's gaslighting. Because it's not gaslighting is gaslighting is when it's done, it's when it when it's done dishonestly and in an abusive sense. And so it's it's nuanced because some aspects of COVID probably are gaslighting. I'm sure there are on on, on both sides of the fence, but not all of them. And I'm so we have to pick this, and choose. I'm going to bring this graphic up again. Mm-hmm. And this is really, I'm going to bring this one up as well. It, if you, okay, I'm going to go back a little bit. So your mom and I early on in the COVID were skeptical of the, of the measures which were being used. Right. And the line early on was we have to flatten the curve. Have mm-hmm. to flatten the curve. If we do it for two weeks, we will flatten the curve. And that was, it was in the news, it was in the media, we've got to flatten the curve, flatten the curve. If we social distance, and we talked about it early on, it, mm-hmm. you know, that it was like, who's going to do this for two weeks? Mm-hmm. Here we are eight or nine months later. And this whole idea of, of the flatten the, the curve is now history. And so we look at it now, and I take it from two perspectives, Will. And again, I sort of want to go at this a, l- a little bit differently because I'm not a conspiracy theory sort of guy. I don't think that you could get the CEO of Southwest Air Airlines and John Horgan from the premier of BC on the same page about anything. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It, so to say that all of them are in on it, it's impossible. I, I don't even go that far. Right. Although as a society, we have been, and I, this is not, it sort of is an oxymoron, and can you, yet hopefully you'll understand what I mean. We have been inadvertently gaslit. As every time I, the target is moving, every time we turn around, our target is moving as a general populace. Is that fair that we've been? Yes and no. Okay. Uh, it's in terms of, so I'm going to go, I'm going to back a little bit here. Okay. So in terms of flattening the curve, uh, 
in many places, it did do that within the prescribed time frame. Uh, here in Canada, it definitely did, or at least in, in, in Eastern Canada, it did. So here in Ontario, during that few weeks of lockdown, there was a very, very marked drop in COVID cases, and it really did flatten the curve. And currently, uh, in, in my area, so outside of Toronto, Peel, Ottawa, etc., the curve still is flattened. I mean, in my town of less than 100,000 people, we're looking at maybe, I think, I think our daily cases are somewhere between two and four, maybe, which is that we're getting new cases at about the exact same rate that people are, are walking out of the hospital after treatment. So our curve here is flattened. Um, not everywhere, obviously, because once restrictions lifted, socializing happened again. And so the curve is going back up. The goalpost, it keeps being moved. Yes. But I think it's partially because the, the flattening of the curve only, only happens if people respect the guidelines and it's tricky because I'm with you in a sense that I think that some of the, the lockdown procedures are a little bit extreme and sometimes we're not making a good, or we might not be making a good macro decision in the sense that the hurt that's being caused by the lockdowns is potentially greater than the hurt that's being caused by COVID. But I think that medical professionals and governments putting forth the guidelines that they're doing isn't quite gaslighting. Now, some media organizations you could definitely say they're gaslighting some of the stuff that they're putting out could definitely qualify i think so i wonder when you look at that angle at the gaslighting in terms of the media so everybody knows that good news is not news and no media outlet is going around looking for those happy things to report on. They always looking for the fire, for the earthquake, for the tornado. Yeah. Unless it's bombastic, it doesn't sell. Right. So I know, I think anybody with a rational head on their shoulders knows that the media is not in this for, for anything except for ratings. I don't think yeah. that's really they're, a question. They're not in it to look out for us. They're in it to look out for what we're watching. I do think and this is apropos, well, not apropos of nothing. I don't want to put it that way. I think that we as individuals, we are fed information that from week to week, it changes. From month to month, it changes. Now, a part of that is the science is changing. So early on, when you read an article by Fauci that says, hey, you shouldn't wear a mask. And then he comes across other information. He says, ah, maybe a mask isn't such a bad thing. And then he comes out and said, yeah, yeah, you need to wear a mask. You can argue that, A, you're being gaslit. And I don't believe that in, the ter- in terms of Fauci. Or you can argue that he's learning as he goes. Now, mm-hmm. I'm using the mask as a really a general idea because I still don't believe the science in the mask. Although you can look at that if we are being gaslit, are we looking at those things where you begin, no, you don't need a mask. Yeah, maybe you need a mask. You need to wear a mask. We're going to arrest you. you know? Yeah. Uh, and these things, as you go along that that route, is where you get the people who say, geez, am I being gaslit? Mm-hmm. As in April, this wasn't the case. Right. That's the hard part is because is I think what we have is a perceived gaslighting, not actual yes. gaslighting. Is, it, is that possible? A perceived gaslighting. I very much think that's possible because if you, if if um, if if you believe that you're being gaslit because you don't know uh, when, when person A is saying this is the way things are. And you can't see that those are the way things are. You could you could be you know like, hey, I think this this in this case this government or this uh, 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 scientist or group of scientists or whatever, I I view them as I could say they're gaslighting me. Right. It's perceived as gaslighting, but if they really do know the answer, then it's not gaslighting. It's just them stating to them what are the facts. 
and that's where it gets really murky because you're trying then you end up trying to pick and choose where the gaslighting is really happening where it's not happening and so uh it's it's very it's the word i'm looking for multifaceted it's yes. case by case here's the thing and this is one of the arguments for gaslighting and i don't how else to say this is if you look at our hometown in Fort St. John, BC, mm-hmm. it's a redneck oil field town. Mm-hmm. And if in April, if you had gone to anybody in Fort St. John and said, Hey, I want you to stick a mask on. You're not allowed out. Of, you're not allowed out in a public building. Mm-hmm. It would not have flown. No, never. it would not have flown. Now they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Is there, was there a a gradual movement, escalation escalation knowingly and say hey this isn't going to happen overnight so if we if we walk it in over the case of weeks or months maybe uh, we stand a chance of doing it if that's the case are we being gaslit that's I, a conscious it, well, it depends a lot on their motives for walking it up. If, if assuming that they're doing that, assuming that they're walking up and, and they're escalating it, are they doing it because they're trying to to exert control for the sake of control, or are they doing it because they know that coming out of the gate with level ten restrictions just isn't going to fly and is going to cause massive re, uh, uh, repercussions, and so they're walking it up so that the public will be more accepting of it? Um, I, I think again, it, I would. This is just. This is just me from a numbers point of view. I don't think that when when the scientists are considering how they're going to do lockup procedures and you know whether they need to walk it up, I don't think that hard conservative small towns like Fort St. John are even on their radar. I think they're thinking cities. They're thinking large populous areas that are generally speaking more liberals. I think that the idea of walking it up, unless they have to, they wouldn't do it. So we're we need get, to address some of the comments here, though. Yeah, we do. We I really got, need to address some of those. And some of them are good. I, I want to come back to that, though, Will, afterwards. I'm going to make a note, actually, because I do think that... That, A, if you acknowledge yeah, the fact that there may have been foreknowledge... Of And COVID? forethought. Well, no, of these processes. Oh. Of walking it up. That if there was foreknowledge, there's nothing in gaslighting that says it's a negative. If you look at the definition, uh, if you look at the definition, so all it is is manipulation. It doesn't say it's manipulating it to hurt you. It could be, but it's manipulation. True, but if... if So it doesn't say we're doing is, it for your hurt. It just means we're doing it... Yes, but manipulation would imply that... Well, so that's all I'm saying. I, I don't like. I want to get back yeah. to that, as I do. I feel it, we'll if, there was, that. if there was any sort of foreknowledge, you sort of have to acknowledge the fact that there may have been you know, some gas lighting. I'm going. There to may have been some manipulation. That's a potential. But yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, we'll start with that one. So, uh, Mr. Vanden Heuvel asks. So, how does the public, as as Joe Public, get the correct information if the media is only looking for ratings? The first well, step is to look beyond mainstream media. So where not to get it is on the Will and Dave show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't get the facts from us. Get opinions from us. There you go. But honestly, uh, Google is your friend. I mean, yes. I, I've made it kind of my own little hobby. I'm sure it pisses people off of finding people who make wild claims on Facebook. And I give myself, I, I quite literally time myself. I give myself five minutes. I'm like, can I find at least three different sources of information that yes. can agree or disagree with this? And you can find them, obviously, but there's a certain level of just, if something sounds extreme, it probably is. Like if something sounds fantastic and wild, yes. it probably is fantastic and wild. And there's probably many ways to debunk it. And that goes both ways in the political spectrum. I see lots of people on the left posting insane claims about, uh, economic strategies or or police reform and things like that and ideas that are so ludicrously far-fetched that five minutes on Google can disprove them. It, it's, it's not difficult to do. 
Oh, it happens on the right too. It happens. Yeah, it happens on both sides. And so, how to find uh, how to find correct information is multiple sources for starters. Right. Don't just find one headline. Corroborate, even if it's just one or two sources. That can usually give you some perspective because usually, almost every source of media is going to be biased one way or the other. Right. So the best thing you can do is try to balance your intake, take from the left and the right, because the truth is probably somewhere in the middle, almost always. So on that in, note, in, in my then, experience. so is it fear and then control, which really are gaslighting? You can ignore three is that is gaslighting. We're going to make you afraid uh, and then we're going to get going to take control. I think is gaslighting that, is how they get the control. Right. If 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 right. that if what we're if what you're postulating is true, um, right. I think. And then, then the obvious one is Trudeau and the reset. Yeah, we touched on that <laughs> a week ago. But I, but you have to give a little bit of credence if there's any acknowledgement, and this is going back. If there's any acknowledgement of a process of forethought of the process. And you have a prime minister who comes out and says, hey, according to our pre-pandemic plan, how can you not look at that as a normal everyday citizen, an ordinary Joe or everyday Joe or Joe Public? That's the word I want. Joe Public. Pick pick your poison, yeah. How can you look at that and not think, am I being gaslit? When you hear these phrases and you look at the scenarios and you look at how it's being done. It's I hard. Feel like, I, well, yeah, I feel like statements like according to our pre-pandemic plan in terms of the Great Reset, etc., I feel like that's Trudeau trying to trying to imply that the liberals had some great plan to fix Canada's economy, which I genuinely believe they do not have and did not have. I believe they had pipe dreams and ones that were not effective at that. I think he's trying to sell that idea to his voter base. And then his opposition is using that now as a, a, a boogeyman of sorts. Oh, I don't think it's just his opposition. I think th- the rest of the world is jumping on this. I mean, it's coming down here. Yeah. It still is in the news about the Great r- well, Reset. Yeah. He's not Which the only is, one I, who said it. And that's the interesting aspect. If you go back, and this is where <clears throat> where the people who don't have a life or the people whose, whose life is this, they go back and they find the clips of people using this phrase and I think that it's a I do think he should fire his his speechwriter after that after that episode yeah. because I don't think he meant it like that and if he if I he didn't mean right. it I don't think that he should have let the cat out of the bag as I think that it is it was a horrible turn of phrase yeah he could have certainly addressed it and clarified it in the future I don't as far as I know he hasn't touched on it again uh, I could be wrong. I haven't looked into it really. Your um, prime minister is not really the one to apologize for anything. Yet. No, unless it's a superficial, you know. I'm sorry, I, I, I took my family out during COVID sort of story. But yeah, I, it's, uh, it's my prime minister is a pretty face and a nice beard. That's about the best I can say about him as a as a liberal. That's about the best I can say about him right now. So I have to say this. This really is apropos of nothing. Although in the in the video where he said all that, mm-hmm. in the video, it looks as though he's sitting in a throne. Have you noticed that? Is, I think that's just a fisheye lens on his big leather chair. It is. That It's exactly, it's, although it comes across with this huge... <laughs> it comes across very yes, overbearing because he has yes, a really extreme yeah, fisheye going on. And it, it was awesome. I'm thinking if, if they thought that Trump was king, they just had to look at that and, and say that, yeah. that Trudeau was trying to catch up. <laughs> it's yeah i i don't i i look at the reset as a as a i'm trying to think of a comparison like yeah i can't i can't think of a comparison from the left i'm sure there are comparisons equivalent to that but it's 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 something that i personally have seen the right tend to do more often is they see a statement like that or they see uh uh an idea like that, like the defunding the police, and they just assume it at its most extreme, most fantastic level. And they, they make that into a boogeyman. And I'm not saying that the reset is good uh, at all. I think that it's not. 
I'm just saying that it's, I think that it, people latch onto it and make it a, like a, they make it a poster child for their hate and frustration. Hey, Will, which I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather it be bad. I'm going to pause you for just a minute. I'm, I'm going to put you on the screen. I got a comment on my phone. I'm going and got to type it in, although I need to do it, do it carefully because there's a bunch of typos and <laughs> we're going to have some fun with it. So I'm going to put you on the one up with you and I'll okay, be typing. I'll, I'll keep rambling. Okay. It's just that I, I feel like we, we utilize things like that as kind of a, a, a target. It's an easy target. And I'd rather it be things and ideals like the reset than uh, people or politicians, no matter which side they're on. I'd, I'd rather hate a, con- a concept than hate a person um, or a party even. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't give the reset a lot, of, a lot of credit. I don't think it's a very real or significant uh, th- threat because I think it's wildly unrealistic. There, there would have to be some global level hijinks there that I don't buy into happening because I can't see my own country working together on concepts like that. I have, I have no faith that a, a global group of nations could pull off something like that without fucking it all up. <laughs> Pardon my French. Uh, was there anything else? Yeah, I think just to go back to the whole cor- correct information, if you're looking for information and looking for more factual information... Uh, fact checking yourself, fact checking the articles that you read. Uh, most good articles will have citations near the bottom that you can check if you want to get really in depth. But that's getting that's getting real deep. That's assuming you have a lot of time to sink into it. But usually, five minutes on Google will will do great. You can punch in a headline, and what I love to do is I love to start by looking up uh, CNN and Fox News to get a good barometer. Okay, I'm gonna let you read that one. <laughs> I love you, Doug, okay. but this is what happens when you when you can't spell. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ye. How can the public believe this about COVID when the... Oh, I lost it. It's gone. I was too slow. All right, round two. Ye. How can the public believe this about COVID when the masks do not seal and the pollutions <laughs> say one thing and do the opposite? Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to assume that we're talking about masks, not sealing in, uh, particles yes. and politicians not following their own advice. No, what we're talking uh, about is spelling, but we can talk about COVID yeah. and masks if you like to. Well, I can knock this one out of the park really quickly. Masks are not perfect. Masks are just easy. That's, that's all they are. They are not perfect protection from anything and they're not perfect at protecting other people from things that might come out of you, but they are cheap and easy to manufacture and mass produce comfortable enough to wear they're 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 like the beginning of controlling inter of controlling like a like a, a disease spread they're the that and washing hands are like the two most basic things you can do that have the most bang for their buck in terms of effectiveness but they are not perfect measures by any stretch if you want perfect measures go buy yourself a hazmat suit uh apart from that masks and hand washing are a great place to start low effort high impact uh, oh, you're muted there, Dave. So I sincerely feel that the mask issue is, it's A, it's overrated in terms of our privacy or our rights, etc. I don't think we have a right to, to not wear a mask. I don't think that that's a human right. On the other hand, I, I don't think that the government has a right to make us wear one. So it's sort of a two-sided argument. Mm-hmm. When I look at the mass and I look at the mandates and I look at the at the arguments against them, I mean, so I wear a mask I... only because I have to wear a mask. And the reason that I, I wear a mask is only the law. And I made a mask out of a single layer of material that I made as thin as I possibly could so I could abide by the law. That mm-hmm. mask is doing absolutely zero. No, it's doing lots. No, it's actually not because it uh, is no, the, no, really, it's really. the thinnest it, mesh that I could get. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It still stops particulate from, ex- like not all particulate, but yes. if you sneeze or cough, it's going to stop a very, very large percentage of anything, spittle, you name it, from exiting yes, your bubble. Except That's good. According to, to all the science... 
every time I go up and I move it or I rub my nose or I move it over my yeah. nose as it falls, mm -hmm. then every time I do that, I defeat the purpose of the mass. That was no, you limit the purpose, not defeat. You are, yeah. you are limiting its effectiveness by doing that every time. Yes, absolutely. Again, they are not perfect measures. So when I look at these and when they, when they make a mask, the issue, and they say, you have to wear a mask, you have to wear a mask, knowing that the mask is a, is a limited measure in your words. Mm -hmm. So I'm, it makes those of us who, who doubt the government, yeah. it makes us all kinds of crazy. When you look at Manitoba this week, and the store shelves are Saskatchewan and Manitoba. I can't remember. The store shelves are plasticed off as all they can sell are, are essential items. And so I can go mm -hmm. in and grab all the onions on the shelf, hold them and put them back in the aisle. And yet I can't go and buy a, a box of toys, a yeah. box of Legos. That it is, it's a sequence. It, this is where people like... Like the ones who posted this thing on gaslighting, this is where they get it from. It it doesn't make sense. It, well, no, it does. <laughs> I argue. It's explain it. I I I have mixed feelings again on the the separating of of products that you can buy because that does feel that feels to me like an overreach on the government's part to be doing that. But I understand. I think I understand their impetus. The impetus is to get people in and out of the store as quickly as possible, to have them not linger in the store. Whether or not I think it works is another question, is another thing entirely. I understand why they're doing it. I just don't really think it's the smartest move they could be doing. But I'm also not a healthcare expert. It's, and yes, I'm going to throw that up. If you'll see here on the microphone, I have a foamy that I take and wash, Tim. Moist, yeah. <laughs> Uh, to be clear, the comment says it's because da because Dave talks moistly. And I probably do. There are many things about Dave that are moist. I don't think his voice is necessarily the worst ooh, of them. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, and how do you know? You're 2,000 miles away. <laughs> um, it's, it's... It's a hairy thing. And this, I guess this is, this, this is kind of a, lit, not a litmus test, but this is a good barometer for how you and I can talk about things that we diametrically agree on because I see from, from the way you're, you're talking about these things and how they come across as gaslighting. If I was in the position where I didn't believe what the health professionals are saying about COVID or about their recommendations for restrictions, yeah, it would that like from the point of view of someone who does not believe what the, the government and their health experts are saying about COVID and uh, recommendations about COVID, then yes, it is gaslighting from that perspective. Very clearly. I just sit, I, I end up on the other side of the fence where I see what the health professionals are saying and I assume that they know what they're talking about. And so I just generally do it. I mean, there I, are some exceptions to how, like I, I don't agree with everything they do or everything they recommend necessarily. Uh, I either avoid putting myself in a situation where I need to engage with those restrictions or I just do it for the sake of compliance. Well, that's why most of us are doing it now is for compliance. It, uh, I don't think that the majority of us truly believe that masks really do much of anything, especially when you see people who comply with, as I do, a one layer as thin as you can get sort of mask. I saw a picture the yeah, other day of a guy who did one a fishnet. You know, and when you... That's just obtuse, but yeah. It just is... See, that's okay. Tim just posted a great question. So it's okay to go to a crowded big box store, but not go to church service. One of them, I'm assuming you don't have any other options for where you can buy your groceries or your loo roll, your ass wipe. Your loo roll, uh, one of them like sells you life essentials. One of them, your pastor could stream or you could listen to a sermon or you could read your Bible. One of them is an essential for functioning in Western society one of them is not. That's my that's my take on that. I want people to have their religious gatherings, but there are other ways to do it. 
if I could stream toilet paper to my door, I probably would. <laughs> Although I do Amazon ship lots of things, but I don't really trust Amazon that much either. So that one's kind of up in the air. This is coming, Tim. It'll be hopefully in the new year. We are going to have a call in line. Oh, God, that would be fun. But I'll tell you what, Tim. I'll tell you what. If if your computer is on your lap, I can give you the link. You could call in right now. I'll throw you in the conversation. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> I don't need him yelling at me in, in quote unquote in person. Not yet. Let's wait till next week. We'll have a COVID corner next week where we can get into it for 15 minutes. Maybe by next week he'll have his nose hairs trimmed. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe I'll grow mine out just for him. We can there be pals. We can at least be late on that. This whole thing with gaslighting lighting and COVID and the whole conversation is in the U.S. especially there is such an a huge onus on personal rights mm-hmm. and on individual rights and not so much in Europe and not so much in Canada. I find in Canada the, f- the fact that you can be arrested for not wearing a mask ludicrous. I find you know, here in the states, in certain places, yes, it's not as rampant a thing as you may think. And from my understanding, most cops don't bother to enforce it; they just tell you to put a mask on. Well, they if they enforce most, it in Dawson all. Creek, they probably aren't going to enforce it. <laughs> well, like we're talking Redneckville I, here. I, I mean, the this cops is, got called in Dawson because there was an assault, was there not? Yes, the guy. Well, there have the been fines party. over masks, etc. Oh, yeah. So fines, sure. Yeah. I mean, well, okay, and, out in public. That, yeah. You don't pay a fine, you sort of go to jail. So it's it is a part of the Yeah. Here it's gets it, it's much more an argument of personal rights or individual rights. And I get mm-hmm. that argument. I don't I don't like it as I lean I get it. Well I guess I don't agree with it. I, I mean I agree with personal right and individual but, but this is but, not an individual right. Again, this this is where you yeah. and I agree. This is not an individual right, you know, that, that I don't need to wear a mask and you, you can't make me. See, yeah, I, I, I think that, that I would respect the individual right argument a lot more if I this is going to sound really harsh. And I understand that the statement is going to be painting with a broad brush. This does not apply to everyone, but there's too many people that it applies to. But I would agree with the concept of personal freedom if I trusted enough of the people in the States to be smart enough to wear their fucking masks. Like, okay, so let's let's look at that for a second, though. Well, I think it, not necessarily the mask specifically, but I just mean I I would when we're talking about a situation that affects the world, or in this case, their country, their whole yes, country. Yes. Some people's decisions, which could be in, in from a medical perspective, could be right. hazardous to the health of the people around them. A certain right. level of community-minded thinking needs to be brought in there and some people just don't some people just want their freedom for the sake of their freedom so so i get that will i do i I, lord knows i get that but you and i didn't want to go down this except i'm going to go down this route so if you look at at the numbers of covid you look at the death and the morbid to morbidity rate mortality rate morbidity mortality uh i think it's mortality rate mortality rate morbidity causes i think is what it is yeah the comorbidities and you look at these numbers and you say okay if i am under 60 the odds of me dying are so low so mm-hmm. low mm-hmm. when you look at the age over 60 Mm-hmm. The odds of me dying of only COVID are so low. It often is. Yes. So I'll have other th- things and it is. It's the final s- straw that sort of pushes you over. You get COVID, you die. When you look at the numbers and this is going to go back to gaslighting again, as because that is the, if you look at the numbers, for zero to 19 years of age. Mm-hmm. Look at the number of deaths. It is so low to be negligible. Mm-hmm. If you look at absolutely the, look at the deaths up to 30. The numbers super are, like super low. Super Incredibly low. low. Yeah. So you look at these. These are not 
made up numbers. It's numbers from, you know, from CDC or the UN, whoever you believe, or WHO. Yeah. And then you, you read the news says you need to wear a mask as that will save the planet. Uh, no. Or, or go to Walmart and don't go into Walmart and get your get your get your Legos. You can only go to Walmart and get your bananas. Yeah. When you see these, if you can't things, tell. I'm saying yeah, hi in a high pitched sense because I'm just waiting for you to finish I, so I can. Like, I know, and I'm going to finish. Actually, <laughs> screw you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back. It it's something when you look at that and you take those those whole things in sequence and realize that the odds of me dying at 50 something yeah are so low yeah and yet they're super whole, low our whole life is disrupted with the masks and the no shopping and all these things and i doubt the fact that it's real because and not the gaslighting part except no. to, except the th- threat to humanity you- you're, is what I guess is real. What I doubt yeah. is real. Well, uh, the threat to humanity thing, it's not a threat to all of humanity. It's a threat to the humanity that is already uh, enfeebled in some way or old. Uh, and that's where the that, that's kind of the catch-22 is you at, at 50 probably won't die from it. But you at 50 might catch it and spend the first, what is it, six to nine days in incubation where you are asymptomatic, but a carrier and you could spread it to somebody who's 10 or 15 years older than you who then could die from it. So, and so the idea is to make the masks encompass everyone. And so that it limits the spread as opposed to the individual person's chances of dying. So here's a novel concept. Lock the old people away. Yeah. Yep. That is a totally valid. That is a totally valid criticism. Why didn't we just separate the people who are at risk and quarantine them and not everyone else? It's just a matter of how do you do it? As the same I don't way know. you're doing it to the rest of society, except it affects a fraction of the people and it wouldn't. Yeah. That is a very valid, very valid question. And I don't know the answer to that one, why they didn't. I don't know why they didn't do that. Part, I think that they may have started because we didn't, when it first started spreading, we didn't have concrete numbers on the mortality rate of it. Now we know better. So why we're not adjusting, I don't know. I could not tell you. I think that is a very valid uh, of a very valid way of looking at it that we could have just separated the people who are more likely to have adverse health effects from having it. I think some people are still afraid of what the long-term effects of COVID may be because we just don't know yet, but we can't do much about that. Uh, uh, quickly reference uh, Mr. Van Hool's reference to the Dawson Creek incident at Walmart. Yes, I've heard that. Uh, doesn't mean he can punch the guy, but he the guard is also an asshole. That this doesn't make the guard the good guy. He's just a guy. Nobody was right in that situation. There there was no uh there was no correct person. They were both wrong, but one of them broke the law and one of them didn't. <laughs> it's really the only defining difference. So I find the story from Steinbeck, Manitoba, I believe, where the church was fined five thousand dollars, I believe, for holding a service. Yeah. And of all businesses in Canada get to be fined, and so was Costco. Costco was fined $5,000 for uh, for not having the non-essentials, mm. like off-limits or clothes, yeah. to the public. And this is where, where I differ. The, the anger of the average individual and not the extreme right or the extreme left is really at the illogical approach yeah. to all of this. I mean, is, it's hard to explain and not to, to anybody who owns a business yeah. in COVID that this was all for the better. You have I saved your grandma's life, except you're on the, on the, on the food stamp line oh. now because... Of this and all this for the, is what's happening. all for the better implies that somebody's going to come out on top. I don't think anyone's coming out on top during COVID. I think it's it's mitigation. It's like who was it? I used to 
I used to do uh, mixed martial arts with a guy who used to say that nobody wins in a knife fight. Somebody just loses more. And I don't think anyone's winning during COVID. I don't think anyone's, I don't think there's any situation where COVID turns out a positive or, or that everything works out perfect or that we find any way of perfectly managing it. Uh, I think it's just a matter of damage control and mitigation at this point. It's okay, just a matter of limiting the, you. the damage. Is the government winning? It's a good question. Because if, uh, if the, government the government is winning, it lends credence to the gaslighting argument. I don't think the government is winning. Uh, I think the government, <laughs> I think the government is actually in many ways shooting itself in the foot because a vast number of people are going to hate them even more than we already did. Um, I think they might, th- some people in the government might think they're winning. I don't think they are. I think that public discontent with government and government bureaucracy is only going to go up due to COVID and due to how it was handled. Cause this is the thing we talk about all these various uh, things that are in, that are put into place to COVID or because of COVID, and there are things that I agree with, like the masks, the 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 hand washing, et cetera, et cetera, that I think are good. That they're they're easy to do. They they help the most with the least effort, et cetera. And then the things like cordoning off areas in stores that I feel are. So much the amount of time that goes into forcing employers to do that, the amount of effort that goes into trying to enforce that law, et cetera, et cetera, right. I think is vastly out of proportion. I think that they should have just left that alone. That that's just this is my personal opinion. Like I say, I understand why they did it. I don't agree with it. I don't think that it was the right move. And I think that trying to say all is good or all is bad, we have to be careful because certain areas I think have value, others do not. Certain actions by the government have value and others do not. It's a, how oh, I tell you, Will, I, I get in, you know me well enough. I am not, I'm not a fan of the government at almost any level. I remember we used to yeah. have arguments with Doug Preet about regulation. 90% of the time I feel that the government ought to get the heck out of our lives and we would be way better off. And this is one case where I look at what the government has done and I get the arguments on gaslighting. I don't agree with it. Again, I sort of want to draw a distinction. I get the arguments. I don't agree. I don't right. think that... We're putting a spotlight on them, but we don't necessarily endorse them. Yes, I don't... I honestly, I don't think our government is that organized on either side of the, of our shared border. Yeah, they're not genius enough this. to be evil geniuses. No. Let's look at the two guys in power right now. And again, the guy on our side is coming into power. I'm sorry, but none of them are that yeah. smart. I do feel, though, that there is a feeling in the USA and America, or the USA and Canada, I don't know in the rest of the globe because I don't have a whole lot of people who I, who I talk to on a regular basis, except over here, mm-hmm. there are a lot of folks who look at this and say, is nobody using common sense? And when they... And it keeps, and, and that is one of the the arguments for gaslighting is when you look at common sense and they say, no, that's not the case. And they keep on doing that. And this is why when you look at me and you look at small business, I'm an entrepreneur. And when you, when I look at this as a common person and I say, hey, you are losing millions of small businesses, mm-hmm. hurting yeah. millions of people. And they say, oh, but that's and okay. It's, it's not, not okay. It's just not. Well, they're saying we're going to help you and we'll get through this. How many banners are there? Yeah. Stay safe. It's stay home. You know, it's, it's one of these cases where the what ifs are killing me. Cause like I look at places like New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So at the very beginning of the pandemic, when it first started happening, so back in the spring, yeah. they went full lockdown right out of the gates. Yeah. Their PM was like shutting it down. Nobody in or out of the country the whole country went into lockdown for like two weeks and they are the least, one of the least affected countries on the planet by COVID in terms of cases, in terms of death, in terms of everything. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying that would work in the States, but I don't think it would. I, cause partially because of the, just the sheer number of people, uh, the amount of travel, the amount of import, export, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just saying the, the, what ifs common sense sounds great, but I don't think, 
enough people have it that if we just left them to their own devices to stay safe during COVID, that it would that it would work out any better. I think it would work out far worse. Cough, cough, Florida, cough. Yeah, but New Zealand and Sweden and some of these other nations are really are not Sweden good examples. Differently, there's 11 people there. I mean, I, I mean seriously, there's not enough population to. It's not going to spread as far. It's not going to yeah. spread as fast. And well, also in Sweden, it's 90 below zero. So it doesn't, I'm exaggerating. If you're from Sweden, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, but, Sweden's actually a really good example that I was going to get into on the opposite spectrum because Sweden did almost nothing. Yes. Especially out of the gate. They did almost nothing. The yes. difference in Sweden was mostly uh, a difference in the quality of healthcare and uh, quality of life for the, the average pop, like the, the average person within Sweden. They had much easier access to much higher end healthcare for most people. So they weren't super concerned if they got sick because they felt pretty confident that they'd be okay regardless. That That's what I've read. I am not an expert and I have not done a ton of research into that. I just want to clarify. Yeah. I, that's what a few I minutes just look of at, research. So I hate the comparisons uh, to be, be to New Zealand or to Sweden or some of these other countries who don't – like honestly, if you want to compare us, why don't you compare us to, to Zimbabwe or somewhere who's had eight cases – and only have 84,000 people in them. I mean, it doesn't. But I honestly, I feel that we have to look at it. In terms of gaslighting, it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue against it when you look at how it's been handled and the role of government and the, and the way, especially in Canada. I, I look at Canada and I think, oh my gosh, it, like here, our police are not nationalized, so they're mm-hmm. not under the control of a national organization. They're controlled by the county. They're controlled by the state. You know, mm-hmm. And they don't enforce it on a lot of – as they don't have to because mm-hmm. it's county level. In Canada, it's a national mandate in some places, and the mm-hmm. RCMP have to enforce it. Well, hello – who gave them that power? And can that to me, if I was a Canadian and I had heard, you know, a week and a half ago, I had heard your prime minister two weeks ago say, hey, you know, all the stuff about you know, the, the pre-pandemic, you know, the planning and the reset and all that kind of stuff. And you look at how, how the numbers move and the stats move and the science is changing. It all adds up if you're not careful it adds up and says, hey, I'm being gaslit. And I look at the media See, and I play a lot of onus on the media. I do. I, I'm not a fan of big media. And you know that. I, I don't think a lot yeah, of. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm more mad at people who watch. who are all Fox News as I am. I'm into people who are all MSNBC. I know, I know yeah. more Canadians or, who log into for Fox. anyone who watches uh, OANN, shame on you. <laughs> I, I have no compunction against uh, shaming you for watching OAN and, and thinking oh, that the they new have anything. one is, is Newsmax is a new one. Yeah, they're the new one. Right. I haven't looked into them yet, they're but I looked into OANN and I can't deal. Um, but so, yeah, the, the gaslighting, I think that really comes down to, it really, I think it boils down to which, which side of the argument in terms of, of, is it, is what they're doing just a reaction and an evolving reaction to COVID or is what they're doing something that is pre-planned for control? And I'm on the camp that leans towards, it's just an ongoing reaction to COVID. I don't think it's a pre-planned uh, uh, method for control, but if you, if you believe that it is pre-planned, then, then the gaslighting is very real. It is perceived. It is very, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, if you believe the things that you believe leading up to the gaslighting, that makes the gaslighting real. And I have the disconnect before the gaslighting comes into play. Like I, I diverge from that, that path of right. thinking before I get to where it would go into gaslighting. Here's what I think. And, and I do, I, as I look at the, I always, I look at, I look at governments with a, what's the word I want? A jaundiced eye. I don't like mm-hmm. them. I don't trust them. I don't think they're very smart. I know they're not efficient. And so when I look at gaslighting, it's impossible for government to do it, I feel. But it's hard to argue if you have if you have a prime minister in the reset comment. Here we have 
You have a president who comes out and says, no, it's no big deal. Knowing full well. That it's a big deal. That it's a big deal. And he says these sorts of things. And you're like, hey, wait a minute. He lied to me. Okay. He stretched the truth Mm -hmm. in my own best interests, hardy har. (laughs) How can we not look at these as ordinary Joes? or as Joe Public, as Tim says, how can we not look at them? And this, I guess, is sort of where I sort of want to end this, is I think we have to, as the ordinary Joe, we have to be careful to not fall for it. So honestly, I'm going to, go, I'm going to, go, I'm going to give you a bit of a break, Will. I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant. Do not watch Fox News or Newsmax or OAN or MSNBC, or if you do, look at the opposing side equally as much. You have to make up your opinion and not what the media is feeding you. You have to see a wider viewpoint or you will be gaslit and it won't be intentional. You're just going to be following the winds yeah. Of whatever I, you call it. Yeah. I, I, I want to defer back to the, the thing that I said earlier. I think it was while you were fixing your, uh, your, 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 whatever it was you were fixing that if you, if you look at both sides, I mean, obviously you look at CNN and you look at Fox news, if you're a conservative Fox news is, is going to be closer to what you think is right. And that's, that's fine. But especially in regard to anything bombastic, anything that sounds just so fantastic or so outlandish or so, that they make a big, which you know, admittedly is a lot of headlines. The, the truth, more often than not, is somewhere in the middle. If you look at both of them, you don't have to agree with the CNN if you're a conservative or if you're a liberal, you don't have to agree with what Fox News says. But look at what CNN is saying and look at what Fox News is saying. And the truth is probably somewhere in between them. It's, it's very rarely all the way in one side's camp. I Almost never. It's, it's, life is not that black and white. Life is shades of gray. Almost all the time. I mean, until you get into like, you know, theological stuff. But in terms of politics, it's it's almost always shades of gray to some degree. Is it 50 shades of gray or more? Oh, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I had to mute myself there for a minute. <laughs> Unre- unrelated for a second. If you ever want a good time, yeah. uh, John St. John, the voice actor who does Duke Nukem. Yes. There, there are videos yeah. online of him reading excerpts from that book. Comedy gold. No. True comedy gold. No, my favorite one, and if I could do it and get away with it without the copyright strike, is Gilbert Gottfried reading Shades of Grey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For those of you <laughs> who want a good laugh, go to YouTube and look up Gilbert Gottfried, like Shades of Grey, and yeah. and sit back, have a glass of whiskey, and just enjoy it because it's, it's priceless. <laughs> music to your ears his voice is very moist yes his voice is very moist his voice is very moist Ooh, that's bad <laughs> that's a great way to end it i i approve you look approve? at us coming together in the end there we go well <laughs> um, can't agree on politics or covid but by golly gilbert godfrey is a reading 50 treasure. shades of gray <laughs> on a completely unrelated note and i meant to bring this up early in the show i've been watching uh, the stand by stephen king you remember the stand Oh, yeah. Great show. And all day long, all I have going through my head is M-O-O-N. That smells the Will and Dave show. M-O-O-N. That smells gaslit. Bum to bum. So for those of you who have stuck with us this long to get to the Fifty Shades of Grey read by Gilbert Gottfried. You're welcome. You're welcome. Would you please hit that subscribe button at the bottom right hand side of the YouTube screen? Like, comment if you dare. Yeah, write some comments. Please check your spelling. We would love to share your comments. But if you make any misspelled words, we are going to mock you mercilessly. Oh, yeah. Only because we can. No freebies here. There are no freebies. That is correct. And you can catch us, as always, at our website at www.thewillanddaveshow.com. And tomorrow morning, by tomorrow morning, this will be uploaded in podcast format where you can find wherever your favorite place to find podcasts is, be that Spotify, 
uh, iTunes, et cetera, et cetera. Almost anywhere that you can get podcasts, you can get us. That's a scary fact that we are almost everywhere. Everywhere. I don't think, I don't think Big Brother is watching. Should be stuck with us everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're bored, you can get all of our podcasts and more information at our website. And I just want to remind you guys, please, we want to answer your or we want to laugh at your question. I mean, I mean, we want to answer your questions. <laughs> answer your question. We want to answer your questions and talk about them and bring them into the conversation. Um, use uh, the link at our website. And we would love to have you guys on the show. Yeah. So until then. So thanks so much for tuning in. That's right. It's been awesome, Will. <laughs>